Hello and welcome to The Slow Reader, a podcast about books. I am Stephen Gower, and uh, in this episode, I read the book Erebos by Ursula Poznanski, translated by Judith Pattinson, originally published in 2010. And if you're joining me for the first time, this is a podcast where I read a book and I talk about it a little bit. And uh, this episode, because it's the second one and I'm trying to get ahead a little bit, I've read this in full. It took me 15 days to read this novel from February 18th to March 4th. Once again, that is quick progress for me because it was a library book that I borrowed. Um, So I'll tell you a little bit about Erebos and then I'll get into some light spoilery discussion about the book. The tagline for Erebos from the book cover is, it's a game. It watches you. So it's uh, it's about a teenager, Nick, who starts playing an extremely immersive video game and gets hooked. Soon the game intertwines with the real world and Nick has to choose between the game and the safety of himself and his friends. So if uh, that that's that's kind of what uh, that synopsis that I wrote myself, but that's basically what the back of the book said. I think I remember finding this in uh, in the bookstore one day, and that's where I discovered this novel. And I wrote it down in my list of books that I wanted to read. So that's other than that, I I really have no idea how I stumbled across Erebos. So from this point, uh, if you haven't read the book and you wanted to read it first before listening, I recommend doing so. There'll be some light spoilers ahead. The basic buy-in for this novel. Um, it's, it's basically that Erebos is this amazing, realistic video game. And at first I thought that the author also expected me to believe that the game actually did know everything about the player and was actually watching, but that part was actually properly explained for later on in the novel. And, you know, I did say light spoilers, but this is actually a pretty major spoiler because it's kind of what the game or what the book hinges on. Um, basically it's revealed that the game scans a player's computer and files, searches on the internet, uh, and whatnot to generate kind of a profile and make it look like it knows everything. So it's almost like, uh, like a very extreme version of a website scanning your cookies when you browse the internet. Um, it also combines with real world where it sends scouts that report back to the game. Um, so that's the part where it intertwines with the real world is that not only is the game a really cool, immersive environment um, that's that's really fun to play, it also gets you to do to take out to um, to take on tasks in the real world. The, the real world tasks kind of vary in terms of simplicity or legality. Um, like the the very first ta- task that Nick has to take out is move a box from one location to another and that's pretty much it and in some cases he's taken pictures of of somebody or in one case he actually even uh asks someone out on a date he can't figure out what that has to do at all with with the game but or the ultimate goal but that's kind of what is going on with this uh with this game that has all these high school players hooked and the other thing about it is that uh, one of the reasons why it's so addictive for them, I think, is because of the the, the high stakes of the game. Um, in the game world, they only have one life, so they can't restart. If they if their character dies in the game, then they're out completely. So, I mean, this this seemed at least believable to me, 
if I suspended my disbelief about the game quality and the super advanced artificial intelligence that was uh, that was around it. Um, and in the end, the game turned out to be an elaborate revenge plot from a game developer who had his work stolen by a software company. Um, so everything did tie together in the end, and there weren't any loose ends. So nothing really felt out of place. Like, everything that was established in the novel did tie together in the end. So that wasn't disappointing. I really liked the addiction part of the novel. The game was kind of written that way. Like, you could really get into Nick's head and and see how he was becoming addicted to the game and how it was changing him. And it was kind of written like like it was a drug. And it was I felt it was really well done. And I could I could really get the psychological aspects of it and you can see how his character changed and how his mood changed and and I, I think that part was really well done. What I didn't necessarily like was the Ready Player One style descriptions of the game. Um, it kind of felt a little unbelievable that the game could be that realistic and some of the descriptions just didn't work. Um, th- I think where I saw this the most was the uh, descriptions of this arena fight that was a really big deal um, in in the novel and how like you had people cheering them on and doing dances. And that that's one of the parts of Ready Player One that I didn't really like. And uh, this, this is just kind of continued it. So... Uh, again, not something that I really enjoyed, but at least it was it was something different than Ready Player One. Uh, overall, I would give this three out of five stars. Basically, I liked the 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 basics of the novel, but there were just the there's just a few pieces that I didn't like that took me out of the experience. And although it really shouldn't um, take away any ratings for this, but the translation. I think because it was translated to English from a different language, it really felt like um, like the writing was kind of stilted at times, and it was kind of hard and jarring to read. So that kind of took me out of the experience a little as well. So that is why I give it overall three out of five stars. And that about does it for Erebos, um, some pop culture stuff that I'm consuming. I just recently finished... Uh, Wild Thing, which is a podcast about the search for Bigfoot, and uh, I really liked it. I I thought that there were some some times where the host um kind of little tried a little bit too hard to inject humor into the show, and it, that really that really bothers me sometimes when it's someone like trying to sound cool. And uh, so hopefully I'm not coming off that way. But uh, Wild Thing was uh, is a short short podcast, about half hour episodes for the most part. I think there's only nine plus. There's bonus interviews which you can skip, but uh, definitely it was uh, really cool to listen through to. So that's Wild Thing from Foxtopus Inc. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Speaking of which, thanks again for listening. You can check out my Twitter account at Stephen underscore G. Goodreads will be uh, linked in the profile, and you can also go to noformatblog.ca to read any of the stuff that I've written, All, uh, and there's lots of stuff there. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, the next book is going to be uh, Gone by Michael Grant. That one I can guarantee you I have not finished and will probably not finish before the, the next episode. So that will be... Uh, uh, an in-progress episode when we get to episode number three. So thanks for listening and enjoy your books.